hey, it's Dave, and you know I'm not a fan of pre-rolls, so the fact that I'm doing one, you know this is important, and it's time-sensitive, because March 21st at 5.30 Eastern, myself and my favorite book guru, Thomas Umstadt Jr., are doing a webinar on book launch secrets. And if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch, you'll learn more about it. But I just wanted to get this in here because that's right around the corner. Again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. Today on the podcast review show, we're taking a look at Toastmasters 101. Thicken up your skin and get ready for a supersized serving of opinion. Delivering constructive criticism and powerful praise, it's the Podcast Review Show. This is the podcast that takes the guesswork out of first-time impressions. You'll discover new podcasts while learning podcasting tips. Join in on the conversation via voicemail, email, comments, and polls. It's all at our website, podcastreviewshow.com. All right, welcome to the podcast review show. I'm your host, Dave Jackson from the school of podcasting.com. This is where we uh, pull a guest on who has asked us to review her show. We find out what she's doing right and tell her to keep doing that. And we find those things that maybe just need a little bit of tweaking and say, maybe I ought to just do a little bit of tweaking on that. And uh, I'm lucky enough to uh, have the one and only podcast talent coach, Eric K. Johnson with us. Eric, how's it going, buddy? Things are good, Dave. Thanks for having me along for the ride again this week. And uh, tonight we have Kim Kraji from Toastmasters101.net. Kim, how are you? I'm good. And uh, what inspired you to start the podcast? Dave, you did. <laughs> you kept, you used me for various things on your shows and you would always refer to my show, my other podcast on the table which is a wonderful thing that, and I love the promotion. However, you were sending people to a podcast that was for advanced Toastmasters who wanted to achieve the ultimate education award, which is the distinguished Toastmaster. Sending a novice to that website is a mistake because they're never going to understand anything. And I said, I need something else for Dave to tell people about. So that's how it got started. (laughs) Well, how has the feedback been since you now have two shows about Toastmasters? This one is very popular. It's actually more popular than the other, which isn't a surprise. Like the Eagle Scout and Boy Scouts, only 2 to 6% of people actually attain or even try to go for the, the top rank. So it's a very small niche. I've got, you know, there's 200,000 Toastmasters in the world. And so 2% of that is some really small number that are actually going to go for it. So that's who's interested in my other podcast. This one is available to anybody. It's for the new Toastmasters and for anybody who's interested in Toastmasters to see what it's like. That's what I love about the show overall is that it's kind of an introduction to Toastmasters. Even though I'm not a member of Toastmasters, I can get something out of the episodes, just little bits and pieces about public speaking and and you give great tips in the show. Thank you. That's my goal. Awesome. And that was going to be my, my next question is what is the goal of the podcast? Is it to get people to sign up or, cause I know you're from district 10. Is this something that, that, um, you know, have you had people walking into district 10 going, I know you, you're the, the Toastmasters lady or, um, yes. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I have had people say that to me. Um, what does District 10 even mean? What is okay, that? District 10, it, Toastmasters is an international organization that promotes public speaking and leadership skills. So they're all over the world. And District 10 is Northeastern Ohio's district of the international organization. There are, there are about 100 different districts around the world. And we just happen to be the 10th one incorporated. Oh, wow. So and we were early in the plan. How long have you so, been involved with Toastmasters? Not quite seven years. Okay. How long has Toastmasters been around? Over 90 years. And how big is your district? Northeastern Ohio goes from right in the middle of Lake Erie to the Ohio border to the east. That's west to east. And from Lake Erie south to just about Columbus. Okay. So it truly is the northeastern corner of the state. We are one of the smallest districts in the world. But we have a very large population because Cleveland 
is there and there are literally dozens of clubs in the in the Cleveland metropolitan area. So do clubs make up a district or do clubs make up a region that make up a district? Oh, well, see, there's clubs and then you group clubs together and it makes an area. Then you group areas together and it makes a division. And then you group divisions together and you get a district and you then you put districts together and you get a region and then you get. Did you really want to know that? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize it was 18 steps. I thought it was three. No, no, they they have divided it down that way. I think that it it gives people at the local level a chance to develop leadership skills yeah. that they wouldn't if it was an international and you had to be big name, smarty pants sort of person to get into the top levels. I could become the district director of District 10 because it's a small area and I, I could be the big fish in the little pond. I'm just the podcaster in the pond. Okay. And have you had any interest from the big shot smarty pants people that run the international thing? Not officially, but I am perhaps, um, I am in the top podcast. If you go to iTunes and put in Toastmasters, I come up in the top five. Nice. That's what I did. It was right there. Yeah. One of the other ones is dead. And another one is the officially sponsored Toastmaster podcast. So I, you know, I'm happy up there. I'm good. That'll work. Awesome. Well, yep. we always like to play the the first couple minutes of the show. And really, that if we do that, it's like 20% of the show. Most of your episodes are really short. You kind of cover one topic and you get in and you, and you get out. But yes. uh, this is one about uh, visual aids. Welcome to Toastmasters 101, a podcast production of Toastmasters District 10. Beautiful, impassioned speech is undoubtedly memorized, but you can't tell it from the presentation. You see, memorization isn't the problem, it's presentation fatigue. That's often a problem in a contest speech that is practiced and presented multiple times. Welcome to Toastmasters 101, a podcast production of Toastmasters District 10 with your host, Kim Cratchy. If you're new to Toastmasters or just curious, this podcast is for you. We examine the Toastmasters education program and add just a few bits of extra information to help you face your fears and step up to the stage with confidence. When you're ready to discover the voice inside you and the leader you can become, Toastmasters will be there. Let's start at the beginning with Toastmasters 101. Lots of people in Toastmasters insist that memorization is the death of a speech. Once you've got it memorized, they say, you get bored with it, you can't adjust to your audience, you lose all the life and flair. And to a point, they're right. That can happen. But I've worked with a number of high school speech students over the years, and speech memorization is mandatory in several events, particularly the interpretive events. These speakers don't sound rote or tired. Go watch some national high school speech presentations on YouTube and let me recommend Andrea Ambaum's excellent winning speech from the National Speech and Debate Association 2014 competition. The link is in the show notes. That beautiful, impassioned speech is undoubtedly memorized, but you can't tell it from the presentation. You see, memorization isn't the problem. It's presentation fatigue. That's often a problem in a contest speech that is practiced and presented multiple times. But think about a Broadway play. The actors have to memorize their lines and perform multiple times with fervor and depth every time. If your speech doesn't make you excited, it's probably not a speech you should give often enough to require or attain memorization. In Toastmasters, it's rare that a non-contest speech is repeated that much, so memorization isn't that important. Okay. And we'll pause it there. I'm, I'm, I was waiting for a stopping spot. I'm like, it just keeps cruising right along. So um, I got to ask, who's the voiceover guy? That is my friend, Father John Peck, and he's a podcaster out of Arizona. There we go. Who, I bought his microphone for him, so he owed me a favor. And go. I couldn't get a hold of you that day. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. 
Um, I thought the intro was, I, I liked the fact that I knew exactly what I was getting into. You know, the, they explain, you know, welcome to the podcast. Here's what we're going to talk about for intro people, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I, I like the fact that you do, I don't know, what is that called when you pull a clip and use it at the beginning? Is there a fun? Teaser. Is that it as a teaser? Yeah. Um, Cause it's when, when you then, when we just listen, like, like, Hey, we just heard that. And you're like, Hey, that was, Oh, I get it now. Um, so it kind of gives you an idea of what's, what's coming up. Um, Eric thoughts. Um, I like the production elements at the very beginning. I like the little gavel tap. Um, yeah. That kind of gives a nice little uh, indication that the show is beginning and the show is ending. As I was listening to the three episodes that we listened to um, before we got on the call, uh, that little gavel tap kind of gave me a indication that we were transitioning from one episode to the next. So I was just listening on my phone with my uh, iPhone uh, podcast app and it just rolls one episode into the next. And that kind of gave me the indication that a new episode was starting. I like that. It was a nice little production touch. Um, kind of gave me a little meeting adjourned feel to the end of it. And uh, pay attention. Here comes something important at the beginning. So I like that part of it. I thought the production was nice. I like the little outtake there at the beginning, like Dave mentioned. Um it, it only took me the second episode. Actually, when I heard that later in the first episode, I thought, oh, okay, now I related it back to the opening. And uh, so the next two episodes that I listened to, I got that real quick. It, it was a nice setup for what was to come later in the episode. I like that part of it as well. I like kind of the NPR feel of the intro and the, uh, you know, you're no. very, you're very kind of... Um, you're very, it's very warm. It's very, uh, oh, thank you right there. Kind of giving me what I need to know as we're going into it. I mean, you're not in my face yelling. You're not trying to sell me as a used car salesman. Um, and it's, you're not lecturing to me. It's, you're telling me a story. And, uh, even when you got into the part about the high school national speech there on, on YouTube, I felt like you were telling me the story rather than trying to sell me something. And mm -hmm. I thought that that made it very comfortable there. Um, the The scripted nature of it, uh, I would I'd like to see you do a little more um, off the cuff or talking to me rather than than um, being so structured and, and rigid, a little looser in it. Um, but overall, I thought the intro was solid. I thought it got where we needed to go and it 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 didn't waste a lot of time. It jumped right into the content. Yeah. The one thing I thought was cool was you mentioned your high school students. When I'm teaching my high school students, I'm like, that's a cool way to just slide in a little credibility without, um, I, I have a guy I'm working with now and his credentials are, I mean, it takes up an hour for him to, to if he were to say, here's why you should listen to me. I've done this, I've done that. And I'm like, so it was a cool way to just kind of like, without spending a whole lot of time on, here's why you should listen to me. It was a nice, subtle kind of, oh, by the way, I teach high school students, you know, uh, this kind of stuff. So I thought that was cool. Um, and there was something else I had in my notes that um, you did that was very, again, very subtle, but it was a cool way of just setting yourself up as, oh, yeah. Um, oh, that was one that I thought was great. You, uh, you mentioned a speech in one of your shows, and you said, this is not in the Toastmaster style. And I was like, ooh, cool, she's going rogue. And I like that <laughs> because it, to me it showed it's not just about Toastmasters, even though it is, but in the end, your core um, concern is making sure somebody does the best presentation they can, not yes. that they just meet Toastmasters. And then I thought, oh, that was, to me, that was like, ooh, kudos, going going left of center here to make a point. And you said, you know, go, not, they're not following the same format, but go over here, grab this information, and then pull it back into, you know, if you're going to be using it in a Toastmasters format. And I was like, oh, that was kind of cool that you weren't quite so, you know, um, take any, I don't know, especially this week, I don't want to talk politics, but there are some people like Samantha B is as left as you can get. And Rush Limbaugh is as right as you can get. And I can't listen to either of them because they never say anything remotely upside the party line. And the fact that you kind of went, Oh, you know what, for the sake of the presentation, I'll, I'll go outside of the lines. And I was like, Ooh, kudos. Check, check that. That was really kind of, for me, I was like, okay, gold star on that one. That Thank you. You weren't just doing a, a party line kind of thing. Um, the one of your your um, episodes, 
uh, in fact, you did this in a couple where you talked about examples of things that you had tried that didn't go the way you wanted them to. And that was the other thing I thought was really cool is that it was, yes, I'm, I'm a, you know, here's my credentials. I'm, I'm teaching, I'm doing this. Um, but I'm not afraid to show that I'm not perfect. And the fact that it, it, to me, it's kind of like I was in your shoes once and here's something I've learned here. Don't try to lean on one arm. I think was the one example that just doesn't work. Um, yes. And there were a couple of things that you'd said along the way. It's like, I've tried this and I thought it was going to do this and it didn't. And the one about um, oh, where you're doing a speech that has a, it was about podcasting. Yes. And you the say, crash and burn speech. And you say your, your call to action. You say, I'm just not good at call to actions or inspiring people at the end. And I just thought it was cool that you're being very honest with your audience of like, Hey, here's some things I struggle with. And here are some tips on how you can avoid uh, doing that. So over and all, I, I thought the content was really strong and it, it flowed nicely. Um, it is um, the other thing I thought was really cool. Cause I was listening to it and I'm like, okay, um, it's not, you're reading it, but not painfully reading it, which is great. And I was really surprised and, and actually thought it was kind of cool that when I went to the show notes, I thought, I bet she's just, I bet if I go out here, this is just a transcription of what you did. And it's not. So I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Um, but uh, so that I thought was a nice surprise because I really, really expected to come out here. And I'm like, I'm just I'm just going to read along with her. <laughs> he doesn't. And you actually do have something different than than what's in the show notes, which actually is uh, good because it kind of forces your your audience to both read and listen. If they want to get all the material, they kind of have to do uh, both. One of my constraints on this is I am, this is actually a manual that has 10 speeches in it. And I'm doing each speech as a separate episode. I cannot use any of the material that Toastmasters provides. That's copyright. I can almost barely say Toastmasters. That's why, <laughs> that's why it says podcast production of District 10 every time, because I need to explain that uh, while I don't have official permission, I at least am under the authority of somebody who does have permission to permit me to do this. Therefore, to avoid any of these things, I have to be extremely careful in my study of the manual and what the, the restrictions are and what they teach in there and not use that same verbiage. So I'm free to talk about my mistakes because I make so many of them. <laughs> And so is the is the manual something you can only get if you're a member of Toastmasters? Uh, you might be able to buy it if you're not a member of Toastmasters, but I imagine it's pretty expensive. If you join Toastmasters, of course, that subsidizes it. Um, so yes. what would prevent me from just picking up any book and then teaching you what's in the book? Like, why why can't I just pick up the Toastmaster manual and teach you what's in it? Like, if I was to pick up... Uh, if I was to pick up programming for dummies and I did a podcast teaching you how to program um, because it was in the programming for dummies book, it's just information. Why, how can they copyright that? I understand they can copyright the text itself, but the concepts I think would be difficult for them to copyright, wouldn't it? This is true. This is absolutely true. And that's why I can get away with doing this is that the concept of using a visual aid is not unique to Toastmasters. I would say that the Toastmasters program, the greatest strength of it is that you get immediate feedback before your speech, before, before you're done with the meeting. When you give a speech, somebody will give you a verbal and a written evaluation of your speech. Wow. And that means uh, I teach speech. My students had done a speech two weeks ago. They still don't have their grades back. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, teacher. Yeah. But uh, the, here you're going to get feedback immediately. So you're going to remember that stupid thing you just did. And they're going to say, boy, that really worked. So and, what you're saying is that you can't read it word for word out of the yes, manual, but you right. can teach the concept in your own sure. words using your sure. own mistakes. Oh, yeah. And, Perfect. Yeah. And so that's why um, the text is separate and different from what the podcast is, is because there's so much more I want to say. But I feel that for most Toastmasters, they like this length. 
you know, oh, the, the big Toastmasters, the Toastmasters podcast that comes out of wherever it is in California is over an hour long usually. And all they do is they interview the people who wrote magazine articles for the Toastmasters magazine. And they talk about what they wrote, which doesn't seem to me to be of much value because I've got the magazine, I can read it. I wanted to produce something that would engage people on a visual level. They can read it, but they can also listen to it so that there's many modalities that they are able to pick up information. And hopefully they'll come to a meeting. Great. Yeah, the, I, I love the the length of it. The bite size, easily consumable length of the episodes are great. It gives you one or two things to work on and then you go knock it out. I thought that was that was very strong. Yeah, that was the only thing. It was kind of hard to to see anything that I was like, oh, we, you should be doing this or, or this or that. And the only thing that you mentioned the manual so much and there's no links to it on your website. So if you can buy it, you know, I don't know if it's available on Amazon because I look. It is not available on Amazon. No, uh, it is proprietary. You'd uh, have to go to Toastmasters and buy it. And that is probably why there are no links. Uh, I think that there is a link in maybe the first episode um, where there's a link to where you can buy it on the Toastmasters website. Got it. Because I, I know you mentioned it a lot. You know, this speech mm -hmm. is in the manual and this is, I was like, okay, well, Where's the manual? And then I was like, hmm. And then I was looking for it and was like, hmm. Yeah, so, go back to episode one. That's it. Well, you got to remember, not everybody's going to do that. So, no, don't tell me they're not <laughs> going to download my entire catalog. It breaks my heart. A lot of times they will, but not yeah. every time. Yeah. Not every time. Okay, that's a good point. That as I'm going to be updating this in the near future, um, the program and the manual are updating soon. And so I'm going to have to update many of these and I will put in better links. Other than that, I mean, cause you had links to almost everything else you mentioned, all the different, like I said, the different speech. Um, cause I, I have, especially if you mention a lot, it's really easy to forget them, but everything you mentioned was actually in the show notes. Um, and one thing I would have liked to have seen is a, a little better explanation of how to get to the show notes. You know, if somebody's just listening to an episode, I rarely, rarely visit show notes. Um, and uh, unless there's a link that I want, and you were talking about the that national high school uh, speech winner that was on YouTube and the link was in the show notes, explain to me how to get there. If you want me to look at the show notes in iTunes or am I going to your website to look at the show notes, uh, give me a, a specific call to action of where you want me to go find those. You know, I posted those okay. in the show notes and you can find them on the website over at toastmasters101.net um, and you can find them right there in episode whatever we're listening yeah. to, 67 or whatever. Um, but a little better, I, I love the fact that you have actionable items in the show. You know, it's the, you, you challenge people to um, take the role of Toastmaster at a meeting. If you haven't done it already, step up. You know, most people wait until they're actually forced into that role. You should get up and do it yourself. Take, take, a, take the initiative. And it, mm. you'll you'll really take your speeches to the next level when you do that. I love those sort of actionable items in there. When when it comes back to turning the focus on you and what you're providing, you you do less of those actionable items. You're like, yeah, you can go get it in the show notes if you want, and you can just kind of skirt past it. I would challenge you to make your call to action a little stronger with those. Give them some direct uh, steps to get there and get that information and let them continue on. I think I love Dave's point in that your show notes aren't the same as the content on the episode because you have more to say. I think you should play that up in the episode and in your content. Like there, if you want to dig deeper into using visual aids in your speeches, check out the show notes. I have four more ideas for you right there or something like that. Okay. That's good. I can do that. Yeah. That's actually, there's a cool marketing term for that. Like a something lead in intelligent something. I forget what it's called, but it's where you, <laughs> you give people a full idea and then you say, Oh, by the way, for more information, there's more over here. And so basically the people that are into this topic go, well, yeah, th this is good. I want more. We'll go. So you're, you're, you get a better kind of, um, you get a more engaged person that's actually going to the website because they're going to the website because you just brought them in via the audio. And now they're like, oh, there's more over here. I want to see it. 
Yeah, so. the 10 minute podcast episode can kind of give them the overview of it. And then your show notes can really dive deep into it to those that want to get into it and really engage with the content. Okay. So, the other thing that, um, Eric, you had me pull a clip. Why don't you set that up? Yeah, so this clip here, um, we talked a little bit about you scripting out your show. And uh, for the most part, I don't have any problem with it. There are just occasions here and there where your script sounds like the way you would write rather than the way you would talk. And this part right here, I can tell that it was something that you had written that might be in in parentheses in a sentence but it's not the way that that you would normally talk and it's to me it sounded a little out of context and a little stiff and and uh, dave's got the clip here as an alternative a box or a quiet bag watch the noise a plastic bag can make it is really awful can be a place for you to conceal your props right beside you Let's not be hauling out a nasty box from the trash. Let's make some effort to make it appropriate for your presentation. So you could hear so, the parentheses. Yeah, that, that watch the bag, it makes a lot of noise is a nice aside. But then you come back in in the middle of that sentence and you say can make can make a lot of noise or something like that. Mm-hmm. You, you don't pick up the sentence again. Like if you were saying a sentence, if you said uh, you can grab a you can grab a box or a plastic bag. Be careful of the bag because it can make a lot of noise. But you could grab a box or a plastic bag and you can use that to hide your props next to you. You'd mm-hmm. kind of back up in that sentence if you, were no, if you were normally saying it, if you were saying it naturally in a conversation. If you're writing it and you put that little watch the bag, it makes a lot of noise in parentheses, then you can continue on with the sentence because people are reading it. And if they need to go back, they can because it's there in print. So I'd be careful to to challenge yourself to write your text um, as you would read to make it a little more or as you would speak to make it a little more conversational rather than the way you would uh, write in order for it to be read. And it's, okay. it's, it's a tricky thing to do. You just kind of have to you as you as you speak it out loud, as you rehearse it before you go and, and roll it. Does it feel like you would naturally say it if you were having a conversation with someone? Actually, I do interrupt myself a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it that's what makes it feel like a conversation when you interrupt yourself. Yeah. Uh, but when you interrupt yourself, then you go back and you kind of pick up where you left off rather than just continuing forward in the sentence. Right. You're right. And so other than other than that, that's the only issue that I had with you. Uh, scripting out the episode. I thought the rest of it sounded solid. Yeah. And, and your, your tone of voice and everything, you, you, you made it very, on one hand, I knew you were reading it because it was perfect. There was no umming and knowing zero and people don't talk like that. And so, but on the other hand, you made it very clear that there were going to be lots and lots of voice inflection when you were reading the script. So it, but it wasn't like story time for kids. It wasn't, let's do lots of voice inflection. It wasn't, you know, the roller coaster of up and down. So it was, I thought a nice mix. And so it was, it was scripted, but not, you know, it, it's, it, to me, that sounds, I, I'm with Eric. I kind of just think NPR cause it's, it's somebody that has, because if you think about it, NPR has a good tone of voice. They have a nice flow, um, and you kind of know it's it's scripted. So yeah, it's it's fine and dandy. NPR is scripted, but they're they're professionals and they sound natural as they're doing it. You you can tell it's scripted because it they use big words and very structurally sound sentences that you normal people wouldn't come up with if you were just speaking it off the top of your head, but they do it in a way that makes it sound a little more conversational because they've done it for so long. And you are almost there. You, there are just a few parts where like, like this part right here that, that you, I would just encourage you to keep an eye on for the most part, the rest of it sounds very polished and very professional um, and, and sounds natural. Even though, even though I can tell that it's scripted because, again, you use big words and, and structurally correct sentences where they need to be. Do you, do you feel extra pressure because it's a Toastmasters podcast that the presentation has to be 
like flawless because it's a show about presentations? Of course. Yeah, I would think so. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of ums and ahs and re-records and cutting. <laughs> and uh, I probably, I wrote these mostly last year. And then I forgot them before I recorded them because that's the way life was. So I got, when I got to these, it all came back as new. And there were some things that I would read and I'd say, oh, nobody in their right mind would put those three words together. So let's re-edit this and change that. So there actually was, a, there is a great deal of editing. Also, I have got the weirdest little noise in my microphone and I can't track it down. It just little bit of static and it I can see it nobody can hear it but then I got to go take them all out because that perfectionism thing mm. got to get rid of that even though the people are listening in their car wherever but mm. I still have to go edit that out do you see it in your waveform is that where you're looking yeah. at it okay. yeah it's just are a you little sure it's tick. your microphone and it's not it could be mouth noise. in the room it could be mouth noise I'm not really sure what it is I can't track it down and so I just go Delete them. That's what auditions for, right? Audacity. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It might be worth you spending a couple dollars and buy a noise gate that just trims it up, gates it when your mic's not active. It's an idea. Yeah. Well, Audacity has a, a gate, and I have yeah. used it in the past because of background noises, air conditioners, whatever. Yeah, I thought it did. I just, I see it in the wave file and I'm obsessed. <laughs> I need to stop. Yeah. I was going to say, because I didn't, I didn't hear anything. And when yeah, because I took them all out. That's what I was just going to say. <laughs> she yeah. went and took them all out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the, the episode that I thought you were going to nail me on is the Go Big and Inspire Your Audience, which is the last one I asked you to look at because I hate this episode. I can't figure out what I'm doing right and what I'm doing wrong with it. I just, it is just uh, too much ideas, too much something, not enough of another thing. And I really thought you guys would just take me to town on no, that. I, that was the one we were talking about getting up on the chairs and, and getting out from behind the podium. And yeah, it was, yeah, kind I of, thought that was good. Yeah. It was kind of a raw, raw, you know, is that the one you said? Nobody's going to punch you in the face. I was like, yay. <laughs> I, I know that phrase. Um, yeah. So, but, but you were talking about if you haven't, if you haven't let go of the lectern and gotten out from behind it yet, then, you know, right. you're doing yourself a disservice. I thought that was, that was a strong show. Yeah. I thought it, it gave a lot of uh, encouragement and a lot of baby steps that, that speakers can do to move up on the food chain there and, and inc improve their, their, uh, appearance and performance. I thought there were a lot of useful tips in that episode. Well, I don't like the sound of it. I don't like the way that I feel like it got put together. It, it just, it, that was one of those things that I had to get done. I'd been putting it off for far too long. It needed to just get out there and get away from me because I was never <laughs> going to make it better. <laughs> it just... That's, I needed to stop. That might be an example of we are our worst critic because I didn't hear... Okay. Yeah. Good. I thought it was Good. fine. Um, I think this is the one I have uh, the the way you, you, and this is one of those where you do a nice, it's weird. It's a non-transition transition. And what I mean by that is there's no big music. You just, you get done with your tip, you take a breath and then you kind of go into uh, information about joining Toastmasters or going to a meeting or, or something that's very, it's not so much presentation tips as Toastmaster tips. And, right. and you just do that without having to announce it to the world. And now we're going to talk about the Toastmaster tip of the week. You just do it. Um, so this is uh, the end of the show. I mentioned the Successful Club series of speeches. These speeches are available to download for free from Toastmasters.org. They'll even give you a free slide deck, but you're not required to use it. These speeches cover important details that every club needs, and the Vice President of Education of your club is supposed to get these on the speaking schedule. If you're feeling stumped about a speech topic, you don't need to wait for inspiration. Download one of these and present it. If you're going to continue in the Toastmasters Education Program, of course, we want you to do that, these prepared speeches are required to achieve advanced awards. 
On our next podcast, we look at persuasion. We'll talk about Oxyclinus, the ancient Greek who predicted the rise of infomercials. You won't want to miss it. And that was my oh, that, meeting I, adjourned. I talked over the uh, the gavel. Um, and that's that's the one of my last notes is I like the fact that your teases um, are are lighthearted. You know what I mean? It was like a, a little wink, wink, nudge, nudge, oxy, whatever you said it was, oxyclinus. Um, yes, the ancient Greek philosopher. Yeah. So I thought that it was cool that you you take obviously you take your topic very seriously, but it's not completely 100 percent stuffy and you're you can have some fun with it. And, and um, you know, and like I said earlier, you're, you're obviously willing to um, share your warts where there's a word phrase, but you know what I mean? Um, to, to not come across as completely perfect. And I just thought it made it it, it made it a little more. Um, human for lack of a phrase and just it was not so corporate, you know, kind of thing. So yeah. I thought it was a nice touch. Thank you. I love the fact that you tease the next episode. So many people just, uh, and okay, we'll see you next time. And they don't give me a reason to come back next time. I love the fact that you actually uh, have planned far enough in advance to know what's on the next episode. So you can encourage people to come listen to it, whether or not you've actually recorded it, you know, what's going to be there and you can, uh, give people a reason to come back next time. And I, that was, that was a great part of the show. So many podcasters forget to do that. They forget to make their tease a tease. They just say, next time we're talking to Bob Smith, see you then. And it, it's like no real reason to come back. And you've made yours a tease on why I should come back and make me anticipate the fact that it will happen again next week. So nice job on the tease. Thank you. And then as we get into my friend there we go your website um is this what are you obviously it's wordpress but what are you using to create it it's a theme called tempura or tempura t-e-m-p-e-r-a it's pretty slick i liked it is it, it free? doesn't look very good on my yes it is free it nice. doesn't look very good on my phone but yeah oh Looks good on the on my tablet and it looks good on my desktop, but not on my phone. Got it. So the website is toastmasters101.net. And when you get to the page and you scroll down, you've got uh, a lot of graphics, which are uh, well done that just kind of grab your eye and uh, decent headlines that, uh, you know, visual aids make your speech visually stimulating and two keys to a successful persuasion speech. So, you know, nothing crazy like episode six, that uh, makes me want to scratch my eyes out and things of that nature. So I learned that at the school of podcasting. <laughs> there you go. Um, the only thing that's probably just a thing of your, your theme. There's I, they're not a play button inside anywhere. So I have to go hunting if I want to, to go listen um, to something. The yeah, other, that's right. The other thing is, is I could see this as a reference site. There's no search button. So if somebody wanted to, you know, a lot oh. of, there's, there's sometimes you'll have one up here or, you know, someplace, but, um, you know, so if you said, oh, it's out at the website, just search for it. There is no search button, uh, not the end of the world, but depending on your topic and things like that, uh, that could be a problem. Um, but I like the, uh, you've got some great visuals. Um, some poor woman keeps getting hit in the face every time the uh, slider comes by. Uh, but, uh, I know you're a big graphics person. And she is, yeah, I, <laughs> Kim is the Canva queen. She can do magic with uh, Canva. Um, so, um, Eric, what were your thoughts on the, on the front page? Eric? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. That's Something all right. happened. I clicked on some link somewhere <laughs> and uh, it just started giving me this big reverb. Nice. Excellent. I was clicking close and cancel on everything I possibly could. Excellent. Uh, so did you have a question for me? I'm sorry. Uh, no, I was just asking what were your first impressions of the, of the front page? I'd pointed out that, you know, if yes. she's, uh, I, I could hear you amongst the reverb. It was nuts. <laughs> I don't know what I was that I clicked on, but it was, it was I was just clicking around the, uh, clicking around the website, looking at some stuff and yeah. too many pages. I think I clicked on the Spreaker link and it gave me some sort of craziness. Hmm. Um, the website overall, I love the clean look of it. I love the dynamic lead up here that keeps uh, switching through the uh, 
the five big posts on your website. Um, I'd like to see the about page be a little more um, how the website and how it benefits me rather than just what Toastmaster is all about and what um, what the organization is about and that sort of thing. It's uh, maybe start with um, if you're looking to to uh, become a better speaker or um, those sorts of things. Um, Toastmasters might be for you. Here's who really benefits from Toastmasters and that sort of thing. If, if you want to um, be able to improve your speaking and or you want to become a paid speaker or you just want to uh, become a stronger speaker in your job, uh, here's what we might do for you. So I, I'd just like to see the uh, about page be a little more outward focused. Um, I agree with Dave on the uh, play button. Finding finding a way to play it is uh, is a challenge. Um, but overall, I love the clean look of it. I love the fact that I can get engaged on social media very easily. Um, I love the fact that you have uh, various ways to, to subscribe to the podcast, whether that's on iTunes or um, Mac, Windows, iOS, whatever you have. You explain that quite well. And I love the colorful links, the purple, the green, the orange, um, just all of the ways to to connect to the show in various ways. I love the just the clean look of it. I do like, like the um, the theme itself. And uh, as Dave said, a search function would be would be nice to have. Yeah. The only thing I noticed on the about page and I'm with Eric as I would put because people are there. See, this is one of those things we're assuming they're there because of the podcast. Um, so when they're there, I will always like to have that first paragraph be, here's what this podcast is going to do for you. You know, in, in each week we bring, you know, each episode, uh, we have a, we, we cover one tip, you know, from the manual, if you want to put that in there, whatever, to help you become a better speaker, what's in it for them. Um, and to help you be, you know, a better Toastmaster, then what's Toastmasters? Well, here's about Toastmasters. And then, you know, um, so, um, because here you say Toastmasters 101 is produced by Toastmasters District 10. Well, okay. Um, and then you get down here. The purpose of the series is to introduce Toastmasters if you're interested. Um, but it's still, it's kind of talking, if you're interested in the program. Okay, here we go. Here's what's in it for me. I'm going to overcome stage fright, public speaking skills. So I always try to find, you know, what is it going to do for the person? And then you, then I, I'm, I like the fact that you have a, a paragraph about yourself and here's where you, you know, you let your, you are a distinguished Toastmaster. So you're a DTM. Uh, and then this is where I really thought this was going to be a link because you, you mentioned the manual here and I'm like, oh, it's not a link. Um, but now you've explained why. So that explains that. But all in all, I thought the website was uh, well done and, and simple and easy to navigate. Like I just said, just a couple of things there. Um, in terms of your um, MP3 file, you've you've done my favorite thing, which is um, there's no ID three there's no image for the ID three tag, so you're you're missing your image. Um, which if are you using Blueberry to put in the tags? What? No image? No image. Let me double check here. I'll I'll, I'll play this real quick in Windows Media Player. Up oh, there it is. The gray music note of death. So, well, at least for, at least for I, thought, I thought I attached, yeah. I must, I might've missed one yeah. apparently. At least, at least in that episode. That. Yeah, of course. I, the one you found, <laughs> okay, fix yeah. image. And then, and then when I looked at your, your audio, you know, everything seemed pretty, you know, you're kind of in the, the right range there. A little quiet here at the beginning, but that's your gavel and stuff. So, um, you know, I don't remember having to grab the volume knob for anything um, that's my intro music yeah the gavel's right at the beginning and then my my intro to district 10 podcast production to district 10 then the music starts then my overlay then the intro got it that's all it's all pre-done yeah. pretty much but, um, but all in all i didn't see anything wrong with the audio and uh the website so technically you were you're pretty sound and uh Good job on all that. So um, as we start to uh, to wrap things up, really, I, I was sitting here today going, I really didn't find a whole lot that I was like, oh, she really needs to fix this. I mean, if we want to get crazy, we could say your artwork. But like you said, I think that was a that was the exception, not the rule. 
Um, and really, you know, a, a search box. Um, I like the, the, the quick 10 minute um, format. Uh, Eric, I know you had mentioned um, some really great points on uh, kind of, I don't, what would you call it? Loosening up a little bit the script or. Yeah. Write, write as you would speak rather than write as you would uh, read. Um, as you would write, you know, write, write a little more conversationally, just okay. loosen up a hair. I'm not saying go off the cuff, the whole thing. Um, I don't have a problem with you scripting it. Just be a little less, less stiff and technical in your writing okay. and, um, the about page, make that about, uh, make that outward facing. And, um, yeah, overall I thought it was solid. I like the 10 minute, uh, format. I like the easily uh, consumed bits and uh, actionable items that you have in there. Get people to come back to your website to get more engaged with the show. If you will open up one of my pages, like visual aids or whatever, and there's a player right there, and it says Toastmasters 101, and then a date that I really need to get rid of because these are not supposed to be dated. Okay. And then on the player, it says, on the table, topics for Toastmasters. You see, I'm using the same account at Blueberry for both the podcasts. Ah. Ah. So is there any way that I can change that on the Toastmasters 101 pages so it doesn't say on the table, topics for Toastmasters? Well, you know what? I don't know their uber super cool player as well as I should, because I know you can put an image also in there because we were reviewing somebody earlier today uh, and they had an image instead of the blueberry there. So I know, <gasps> I know you can oh, I need to find out how to do that. Yeah. So I you would have to ask my buddy Mike Dell on that one. Um, oh, Mike Dell's my hero. Yeah. I'm thinking my knee jerk reaction is probably not. Although okay. it'd be nice if you could say don't show anything. It's probably nothing or or because it's right. showing the title of the show based on your account which is kind of cool, but in this case, you're, um, you're doing two, two shows under one account. Right. And I'm about to do a third on the same account. Okay. Shh, don't tell them. That's all right. That's all right. They, okay. they, that's well, the joy of power press. You can, yeah, you can have multiple, multiple feeds. Theory, I'm supposed to be doing that. Um, yeah. The next podcast meetup down in Columbus is in December. Maybe I'll go down, ask Angelo. That's right. Any other questions for us as we get ready to wrap things up? Want to join Toastmasters? If you know, if there were more hours in the day, I liked the one, the one, yeah. um, the the one uh, meeting I went to was really really cool because I can mm -hmm. see exactly who it's for. You know, when there were people in there that were, I think, in some cases making, you know, maybe their third or fourth speech ever, and it was cool to kind of see them come out of their cocoon. Yes, to a certain yeah, we. And we it, want to see people learn to master this art. It is not, it is not something that you are stuck with for your entire life. You can learn to be a good public speaker. And if you're tired of meetings that ramble on and nobody's paying attention and they're not moderated, that is not Toastmasters, man. Time. Man, it was like, all right, next up is so-and-so. All right, and now so-and-so is going to review the so-and-so of the so-and-so. Bam, next. All right, next up we have, and I mean, it's like, it's just, Wow. And then you're done. How, and how it's, long is the meeting? About an hour. About an hour. It, but nice. it was, it flew by and then it was, then there was cookies and punch. So. Yeah. <laughs> but morning. You gotta have cookies and punch to make a meeting. That's it. Uh, In Ohio. Yes. <laughs> I think that's pretty much anywhere. The punch just might be a little stiffer in other places. That's it. It's been known to be stiff. <laughs> Not that time. Awesome. Well, Eric, where can people find you? You can find me at podcasttalentcoach.com. All of my uh, coaching information and uh, resources are right there. We'd love to have you on the show here. We are uh, always looking for great podcasters that we can help move their show forward. If you want to uh, get on the show here, just head on over to podcast review show slash review me and uh, we'll see what we can do about getting you on the show. There's two options. You can be here and uh, have us do it live right in front of you, or we can do it behind your back and, and say crazy things about you. But <laughs> we haven't made anybody cry yet. Uh, and we are always looking to help podcasters improve. So if you want to be on the show, podcast review show.com slash review me, Dave, how about you? Yeah, you can find me at school of podcasting.com. And the one thing I was recently at uh, DC PodFest. And I hear people say this a lot. 
I'm eventually going to have you review me. And I'm like, no, just do it now. There's, I don't know what you're waiting for. The, the sooner you do it, the more you can learn. Kim, what did you think of, of being reviewed? <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun, actually. And, you know, you could have been a lot harder on me. I have a very thick skin. That's one of the benefits of being evaluated at a Toastmasters meeting is you learn to get a thick skin and learn to appreciate People want to help you. And this, I think, was very helpful. And I appreciate you both taking the time. Well, thank you for being here. We appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. Yeah. And I know your website is Toastmasters101.net. What was your other show? On the Table Podcasts. That's with a plural. Podcasts.com. And again, if you want to get reviewed, podcastreviewshow.com slash review me. And uh, we'll hear your smiling face here on the show. Hey, it's Dave. Thanks for sticking around here. Again, this is not the norm, but we've kind of got a time-sensitive issue here because this webinar is March 21st about book launch secrets. It's myself and Thomas Umstadt, and then he's going to talk about this course. And it's going to basically go over everything you need to know about launching your book. And you'll learn proven principles and methods to help your next book or get your first book off the ground like a rocket. Thomas, the same way that I live and breathe podcasting, Thomas lives and breathes books. And then what's beautiful about it is his kind of mentor, James L. Rubart, it's kind of like getting Han Solo and Yoda at the same time. And the reason I think this is so important is this is the last time they're teaching this course. Now, the webinar you're signing up for absolutely free and you're going to walk away with a lot of great ideas and an offer. We're not going to lie to you. They're going to talk to you and ask you to take this course, but there's so much value in just the free webinar. I wanted to let you know that it's going on and it's happening very, very soon. March 21st. Look at the calendar. Yeah. That's like, holy cow. It's coming right up. All you have to do is go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. That's schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. I can't wait to see you there.